Well, I want to add another welcome to all of you that are not only in the room, but we have a bunch of volunteers that are actually outside serving, and there's some TV screens set up for them, so welcome to you guys there. We have a live feed also going on that spreads around the country, in fact, around the world, so welcome to you wherever you're at. In this room, I know we have some from at least as far away as Colorado, but perhaps even farther than that. So many of you have traveled a long ways or made a lot of effort to be here for someone, and I know it means so very much to them. We have, we have 60 people being baptized today. So much 60 people. It, it's a day of celebration for us at the harbor. It's like Christmas morning. It's like getting up Christmas morning. The celebration is that big for us. And I want to put some context around it so we can get the most out of it. And I want to take for you, I want to take all of Scripture. I want to teach all of Scripture this morning. So if you have about eight hours, actually, if you have about eight minutes, I'm going to condense it down to this one theme of Scripture. And I want to use this one diagram. It's often called a bridge diagram and use it because it's easy to to follow. It's also, it's easy to repeat and show someone else. So, so this is what scripture says. It says that God has created every single person and has created them with this deep, immeasurable love for them. And every single person of the 60, every single one uniquely made by him, you and I made by him with deep, immeasurable love for them and for you and for me. Deep, immeasurable love. And the only thing that God ask of of any of us, the one and only thing he ever asked of us is relationship with us. It's all he's ever asked for. I don't know if you realize that, but that's his one thing he he asked of us, his relationship. And there's this one massive problem because scripture says that sin separates us from God, creates this great chasm between us and God. Isaiah 59, 2 is one of the places that says that. And, And scripture says that every one of us has sinned, so there's this massive gap between us and God. Most of us, maybe all of us, at one level or another, realize or realize that. And we realize we, we should be better, we ought to be better, we need to be better. And so we, we try to, to do good things, we try to do good deeds. And, and Scripture says the problem with that is every good deed we do falls woefully short. Isaiah 64, 6 is one verse that says that. So no matter how many good deeds we try, they all fall short. So if we run our entire life trying to get better and better and better, we, we never clear the chasm. And Scripture says that that ends in death. It's not just a physical death. The worst part of that is a spiritual death that goes on through all eternity. It means one's residence through all eternity is separation from God in a place called hell. This is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus came. Two weeks back, we focused on Easter week, and we talked about him coming. We talked about a given Friday that, that he willfully died on the cross. And while he was there, he took every single sin that I've committed, that you've committed, that these 60 committed, every single one upon himself. He took ownership, took responsibility of them. He, he paid the full price for every single sin and died on the cross that day. And then Sunday, he rose back to life again. So, so Jesus, in doing that, he has bridged the cross. He's built a bridge across the chasm between us and God. He's built the bridge that's there. But the fact that the bridge is there doesn't mean that we've, we have relationship with God. We have to cross the bridge. On Easter morning, I talked about how all of life is defined by movement. And I said the movement that trumps all others in importance is the movement to God. 
It's the movement to relationship with God. And so the scripture teaches about this and says that, that what moves us across the chasm to God is to have faith in Jesus or belief in him or trust in him. And biblically, it means two very tangible things happen in someone's life. The first is this, is that someone asks Jesus to forgive their sins, to forgive their sins, and then also very tangibly ask Jesus to lead their life. In other words, to surrender leadership to him. And, and when someone does that in the 60 about to be baptized, most of them in the past year, some before that, have done that. When someone asks Jesus to forgive their sins and lead their life, then, then they have crossed the chasm and they have relationship with God. And, and so this is what Jesus says about that. In Luke 15, he says, when, when this happens, and, and it's in the context of when that happens, someone is completely forgiven, and they have this brand new life that will never end. We, he says, when that happens, in that moment on that day, there's this celebration that explodes in heaven for that one person. All of the angels of heaven, all of those that have gone before there in heaven, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, there's this one enormous explosion of celebration for one single person, which means for those 60, when that day occurred, there was this explosion of celebration over their life, their sins forgiven, them having a brand new life with God that will never end. There was this explosion that happened then. So, so baptism which we are about to do, is both the symbolism and the celebration of what happened on that day that they trusted Jesus. It's both the symbolism and the celebration of what actually happened on that day. The, the two lead symbols are these. Baptism is with water. We know that water washes off dirt and filth. And the symbolism there is that with water is that this person was completely and totally forgiven of all sins. Is a symbolism of forgiveness in baptism when you see someone baptized. The second lead symbolism is, is that they died to an old life. When you see someone going beneath the water, they died to the old life they had, and they're raised up to a brand new life given them by Jesus. Brand new heart, brand new spirit, a new life that will never end. There's this symbolism in that that we'll see in baptism. This baptism, it's their public declaration they have trusted jesus to forgive them and lead them so when they actually did it heaven exploded in celebration but this is the time that family friends and the church explode in celebration about what happened this is the celebration piece so after i pray baptisms will begin and i want you to think about what happened in that person's life complete and total forever forgiveness in their life in a brand new life with Jesus and with God the Father that will never end. And I want to invite you with abandon to worship God and with abandon to celebrate no holes barred. Are you up for that? Okay. Okay. Father in heaven and Lord Jesus, we can never thank you enough for such love. The fact, Father, that you created, and Jesus, you too, you created us, each one of us uniquely with your heart and mind and eyes upon us with this love, this immeasurable love. In fact, you loved us even before you made us. And then the fact you would love us so very much that in spite of who we are and what we've done, in spite of whatever and how many sins we've had, you would love us so much, Jesus, that you would come and you would give your life on a Friday on the cross. 
you would, you would absorb my sins, the sins of the 60, the sins of all of us, upon your own self. You would pay the full price, but you would rise from the dead. And you would invite anyone and everyone to place their faith in you, receive forgiveness and new life. Father, Lord Jesus, these 60 have done that. So with abandon, we worship you and we celebrate. In Jesus' name, amen.